0: You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jill Hicks, and this is College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. (laughs) And Today's topic is kind of... Um, Right off of the the press, so to speak, Uh, I just returned from Supergirl Power Camp this last few days, and the topic I am choosing is what I learned from gymnasts and parents at Supergirl Power Camp. Uh, Miss Val and I were honored to speak with 70-plus gymnasts at this camp. Um, The gymnasts were divided into small groups, and we shared with each of the groups for about 45 minutes, and then we had um, a talk with the parents, so it was always insightful, but especially this time, I felt like some of the topics that came up were um, very interesting because I did a lot of research prior to uh, the part, the portion of the talk that I was going to do, and I couldn't believe how much it lined up with the comments after I shared with how the athlete and the parent truly did feel. So, you know, when you do your research for speaking You don't always know how it's going to resonate with the people who are listening and if they're going to be able to articulate their feelings and how it connects to what you're talking about, and it was pretty incredible because the statistics are really true about um, the topics that I chose to speak on. And of course, the items that Ms. Val shared were also really obvious that that's what parents and athletes are going through right now. All right, so we um, spoke on two topics, and one was, is all winning success? And Ms. Val spoke on that piece, and I spoke on mental health wellness for the athlete. So I'm just gonna share what I observed and learned A little bit about what we talked about and then how parents responded and a little bit about how the athletes responded. So, Ms. Val um, started by speaking to each of the um, small groups about success and how we in our culture here many times define success. So one of the confusions in sports that happens to many athletes, especially gymnasts, is that they are judged every single day on perfection, either by themselves, their coaches or judges that meets. And the truth is, perfection doesn't even exist. So the gymnast, in particular in the sport of gymnastics, often will be impacted by feeling discouraged at times when they don't measure up. So I was a product of the gymnastics world. I worked out six hours a day as a child. And when I got into my teen years of being a gymnast, everything started to change. My body began to change. My perspective began to change. I remember it distinctly about my end of my sophomore year of high school, on into my junior year. And I started to think about things I had never had crossed my mind before. And I started to realize that gymnastics was hard. And if I were going to be successful, I needed to perform really well. And I never wanted to disappoint my coach, and I never wanted to disappoint my parents for all their hard work. And so prior to that, I just think I wasn't as aware of those, the heaviness of those thoughts. And also what I noticed happening for me was my coach, if... I wasn't performing up to a certain level. I wouldn't get the attention that I had gotten when I was younger. And in, when I was younger, things came easier. I would say most gymnasts would agree to that. And as you move up, and I was an elite gymnast, it just everything, we had to do compulsories and optional. So compulsories were very challenging. And you couldn't change what those were. You had to do the exact skills in the compulsory, the elite compulsory. So um, so anyway, I think that transition that the athlete feels and that the parent notices as the athlete is moving into high school and in those high school years can be really, really challenging. So um, like I said, the gymnast will often – be very impacted by feelings of discouragement. Um, So whether they're not moving up levels fast enough um, or they start having fear issues or they just are really hard on themselves because they're comparing themselves to others each day um, in the sport, it becomes really important that we have to redefine success. And that was the entire part of Miss Val's talk was how do we define that and you know I'd never thought about that as an athlete until I got into college and started to coach did I realize my natural tendency was to put the athlete first as a person I don't know why in particular <laughs> but that became more my mantra than their outcomes however like Miss Val said, you wouldn't be a coach if you weren't really competitive and want to win. And that's what you're hired to do. So you really do have to decide as a coach what is your goal and try to stick to it when things don't go the way you want with your athlete. And then I think there comes a day in time where the athlete has to redefine what success is to them. They're no longer a little child, they're now moving into becoming a young adult, and they're starting to look around and see their sport and themselves a lot different. So the goal in Ms. Val's talk was that we need um, to change the narrative in our, de- in our definition of success and find joy in the effort and not just the outcomes. So by learning how to see your challenging moments through this visual picture of thought bubbles, we discuss starving the negative thoughts and feeding the positive thoughts. And it's a really practical way to give the athlete something to actually do instead of just telling them, have a good attitude, work hard. Um, I really like this visual picture that Miss Val shared with the girls about thought bubbles because you could see when we had them actually draw thought bubbles in their face and their mind and then their thought bubbles ahead of uh, on top of it that they could really relate to um, exactly how that feels on a practical day-to-day basis so we use the example of what happens when you fall on something so we use beam and what if you fall on your series and it was unbelievable because there were 70 some girls in our small groups and almost 90 percent of the time the first thought bubble those kids had was my coach is going to be mad and so we discussed how that can only bring about negative results if we Continue on with that thought bubble. But what if we changed it and switched it to a positive thought or a positive thought bubble? And we focused more on what correction did I not apply to that turn that I took and then apply it the next time. So that in turn took us to um, how falling is a part of progressing and failure or falling. Well, failure we discussed shouldn't even be in our vocabulary because a lot lot of the girls are perfectionistic in the sport of gymnastics. That's what gets them so far um, and progress into the sport of gymnastics because you're constantly moving up levels and trying to perfect skills And so this whole idea of being more and more perfect every single day to gain a skill is not necessarily a bad thing. But when that's the focus and you can't achieve it, the next thing they'll do is beat themselves up because they feel like they can't get there and they're going to disappoint. Most girls then move towards disappointment because they want to (laughs) please. so. The natural tendencies is what we talked about, and how do we change that so instead of thinking, "My coach is mad, I am really bad at this, and I will never get this skill." We changed it to focus on the correction, so the thought bubble completely changes, and maybe you get a new correction, and when you're positive, then you take a deep breath and you go again and make that correction will, you know, be much easier and probably your your sport will change quicker to the positive um, when you're thinking more positively. So believe it or not, a lot of the kids, I, I felt like a lot of the, some girls would say correction, but not very often that that was what their thought bubbles were like when they struggled. So I think it really was like, like a light bulb going off and that they get stuck in the negative narrative of those thought bubbles and they don't know how to change it. They don't know what to how to insert something different. So I think that was really impactful. Um, and that each time you take a turn, you give yourself permission to learn. If you hit, great. If you do not, and you need to change your correction, you evaluate after the fall and see it as a learning experience and not so much as you're either perfect or you're not, because there is no perfect. So great effort, positive attitude should actually be what defines our success. So we then in turn talk to the parents about that topic and how statistics show that kids quit their sport on the car ride home <laughs> because what happens is they feel all that pressure in the gym and then they get in the car and you as parents want to help them, you want to give them things to think about, you want to give them um tool, you know, you want and, you know, you want to help them. But what happens is the only thing you can imagine as a parent is asking them, well did you hit this? Did you do that today? How did did bars go? You know, all these questions um, with a lot of, especially um, girl gymnasts, can make them want to clam up and not talk about it at all because it's just like putting bricks on their shoulders. And instead, we talked about giving parents some other things they could say that would create conversation. So things like, how was your effort today in the gym? Or how did it go with your teammates? And that often can produce more of a positive conversation versus, um, you know, the negative spiral downward that happens when we start to ask them detailed questions that they don't even want to talk about. And then second was my topic with the girls and the parents, and that was um, mental health and the athlete. So I've been doing a lot of research on this topic, and I wanted to um, just basically bring it up because I feel like mental health is just not talked about very often, and that that's one of the problems why we're seeing athletes struggle, especially when they get to college, and they're not you know, they're not surrounded by their natural um, parents or friends. Now they're off in a new place. And even though they're surrounded by a a new team, they can feel very lonely. And we're also seeing that combined with them not having the tools to cope with that kind of pressure they start to, um, really, they can really struggle and inside the athlete's mind is, and you can only imagine in locker rooms and, um, even in gyms that champions don't quit and never give up and your destination is in your hands and all these different quotes that often surround the athlete, um, whether it's on TV or they read about it on social media or they see it in a locker room, it can be really motivating at times, but it can also apparently from what I learned in my research, it can really confuse the athlete when they start to struggle. They think they're going to disappoint themselves, but they're mostly going to disappoint their families and they're going to disappoint their coaches. If they, um, give up and they hit a brick wall sometimes and they're not sure they want to do sport anymore and so instead of finding someone to talk to they go numb and they might be going through the motions but deep down they begin to feel very lonely and really down and what the research shows is that their teammates lack empathy and I think that's because they are Often afraid to open themselves up to thinking those thoughts, or so when their teammate comes to them and says, I just don't feel like doing this anymore, or I'm not, or they don't even say that, they might just say they're not feeling it, or things like that. Their teammates don't want to hear that because they know sometimes they feel that way and they don't know what to do with it, and so it's easier just to work harder and push through it and all the things we try to teach athletes on the bad days, how how to get them through those. And some kids do fine and they can apply all that mentally and push through and things change and they move on and continue to do well. But they're saying that a lot of depression, anxiety, and loneliness and hopelessness is what's going on deep down inside. They don't know who to turn to. They don't know who to talk to. And that's what's um, creating a lot of problems in in our athletes, especially in college. So we talked about this in our small groups about having a um, wellness check. And there are five items I found in my research that a high school uh, near where I live started to implement. And these were five questions, like I said, athletes can ask themselves once a week to either help them think through what they're going through emotionally, or you maybe as a parent or a coach can pinpoint some of these responses and know, okay, now I get what's going on with my athlete or my daughter. And a little bit more, even though they may not be able to speak very much about it. It'll give you at least um, some topics to hopefully open up some kind of communication so that they don't spiral into this negative place where you can't recover from it. So here's the five items that they said are good questions an athlete can ask themselves. One, are you still passionate about your sport? Two, do you feel connected to your coach? Three, do you feel like your coach cares about you? Four, are you having fun while doing your sport? And five, are you reaching your goals in your sport? So those are those wellness questions that you can use if you need to, if you start to feel like your athlete is pulling away or they seem kind of down or they don't want to talk, all those kinds of things. It can really help them um, and you as a parent or coach get through this period of time. So we ask the small groups to give themselves a one through five on each of these items these questions a one meaning so are you passionate about your sport one meaning yeah no I'm not right now which is fine we talk to them about sometimes that waivers and changes and you're never going to always be passionate so but where are you at with that are you a three are you a five yeah I'm super passionate still about my sport but maybe last week I was a two. Well, why? Why don't you feel passionate? You know, so it can really bring up some good conversation. So um, we also added number six, and that is, are your goals in your sport your goals or someone else's goals? All right. So that really created a great conversation with these um, small groups. But the one question out of these six that I think was the most powerful was, do you feel connected to your coach and when the girls when I looked up after asking that questions when the girls had to put down on their piece of paper a one through five on that one you could see their facial expressions change you could see the coloring in their face change and that's what I learned was most powerful in this conversation so I think many girls, um, well, I know from statistics that I learned that the two reasons girls do sports is for fun and to be with friends, but they also really love to feel when they walk through the door into the gym that they are connected. So when they're not feeling that connection with their coach anymore, or they're not feeling it with their friends, that's when you see some of the mental health issues start to impact their day-to-day in wanting to do their sport or feeling isolated or not feeling good about themselves and becoming even more perfectionistic. So we talked about um, bringing in that whole idea of, okay, um, why um, the importance for them is to bring into it what is your definition of success and how can you change your definition and the narrative in your head of how your effort has to become the important part and not your outcome and then talking through why you're not feeling connected and um, one of the things that I thought was interesting was the girls asked and the parents asked well, how do we help our kids feel connected with their coaches when they feel like they need to just perform better and they don't even know how to talk to their coach? And so one of the things we talked about is they have a voice and they need to try asking their coaches other questions about life outside of the gym. So when they're at the chalk box and the coach is standing there, maybe... Um, giving them corrections, and then there's a healthy pause in the moment, maybe ask the coach, say, hey, how's your, how's your day been going? Uh, or, hey, coach, what do you like to do besides coaching gymnastics? Or, you know, if they have kids at home, how's, you know, your your son doing, so-and-so? Because usually there's something they can ask to get the coaches outside of themselves to help them to open up and talk about things other than, you know, just gymnastics. Maybe it's when they're stretching or they're conditioning or, you know, they're just in throughout the day in the gym doing other things and helping the girls understand that they do have the ability to create more of a connection with their coach. Um, And maybe they have to be the starter of that. And we talked about how many coaches um, just don't know how to do that with their athletes. And so they become more and more disconnected as their athletes get into the high school years instead of becoming closer to their athletes by that connection of things that have nothing to do with gymnastics and how they can create some of those conversations. They have a voice and they can speak up with respect and, and not just stay silent and get quieter and get more frustrated and then start crying. You know, that's typically what you see as a pattern with, especially with gymnasts. And then they start to beat themselves up when in fact they could create a whole different vibe um, with their coaches in the gym. So that was just one of our practical um one ideas of what they could be doing all right so in review um we have to redefine success we have to think through our thoughts and change the narrative when we have negative thoughts um and take responsibility for that as an athlete and then as a parent discussing effort over results. And really building them up by what you see in their effort. And then if you start to feel like your athlete is struggling, pulling away, or seems kind of like they're maybe feeling lonely or quieter, um, possibly do this wellness check or write it down and tell them, hey, you can be doing this wellness check on your own. And Sometimes I think it can help them get outside of their spiral of negative thoughts to go, yeah, I'm not feeling connected to my friends and I'm not feeling connected to my coaches or I'm not reaching my goals. So that it's not just about one skill or one coach or one friend at the gym, but it's really all encompassing of why they might not be feeling so great. And just making sure that we're giving them the tools so that they don't spiral into that anxiety depression, and loneliness. And we also talked a lot about Simone and her example of saying no, and that it's okay sometimes to speak up and say no for the good of our mental health and our safety. And that really seemed to resonate with the the girls because they visually saw that example of Simone at the last Olympics. So it was a great way to bring back the positive and to know that one of their leaders in their sport, who they look up to, actually went through it as well and, you know, took a stand. and, um, And it actually ended up being such a positive outcome overall. So thanks for joining me here at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks, and I hope that you'll continue to email me and let me know topics that you might want me to speak about. And um, I want this to be a podcast where I'm actually speaking beyond just the structure of recruiting, but really more about where, where athletes are at today and what parents are actually struggling with as well. And so feel free to send me any kind of Um, ideas and topics of discussion.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner, and we'll talk to you soon.